being an educator, I find myself frequently depressed about what seems to me to be a change in education. When I went to college, I, you know, I just went to see what college would have to offer. I would take my classes and get excited about things that I had never heard of before or thought of. And, you know, I developed a love of literature, a love of, of philosophy. There was all this fascinating stuff out there, right? And it wasn't aimed at, you know, how will this get me a job that will get me promoted, that will get me to, right? It closes off the possibility. It doesn't even suggest to people, well, find something you're passionate about and then develop that. Or it doesn't ask you to be kind of self-exploratory. You, you know, you think you know what you want and you go for it and then it's not what you want. And, and that, I think, can create a, a crisis of meaning. So what I would like is to be able to turn the public discourse around from that and, you know, kind of encourage people to step back and, and ask questions about what would make my life worth living earlier in the day and approach their opportunities in that spirit. Honestly, I have, I've gained an appreciation for Wolf after reading. Yeah, so is it, is it an appreciation for Wolf or her writing style compared to Williams? Honestly, both. <laughs> Yeah, point. that's fair. <laughs> See, okay, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know what your experience reading it was, but I, so I started reading it really early this morning um, before I had a, yeah, like the reason why I couldn't read the Wolf paper is because I, I ran like a review session for my undergrad class, which is actually, okay, it was actually super fun. Like I kind of, it like, I already had the teaching bug before that, but like lecturing to a, is kind of a high actually to like lecture it to is. a room of like yeah. 150 undergrads. It's actually very it fun. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah. So, so I started reading this like really early this morning and, um, and and I and I was like kind of struggling to read it to be honest. Like I would read it, but then I I would realize that I hadn't understood like what was going on for a few sentences or a paragraph. So I just go back and like reread it. And then I got like I got some like a good uh, Einstein's um, you know those breakfast sandwiches like the sausage and egg on a bagel. Oh, so good! So I got one of those and a coffee. And then I was able to like, so I don't know if that was just me, but after that, I, I actually did kind of like the easing, the reading went easier after that. But well, like, but you hated it. I'll, I'll say this. So, I mean, I was kind of like under a time constraint when I read it, which mm. is never good. That's um, always, that's, that's bad. But I'll say this is what I did. I, I read through it once and then I skimmed it. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Let me tell you that skimming it actually like did wonders for the paper. Yes, yes. It didn't because yeah. Because I'm I'm sorry to say I, I I'm actually gonna put this out there. He's a bad writer. I can point to like sentences that it made was no not good sense until upon like a second skim. Like <laughs> like what like when he was talking about his, his you know Anna Karenina a Karenina yeah. Either way, but oh okay, but yeah, it's like. The way that he opens that paragraph, we don't have to focus on it because that's not no. the, the paper, but but it's terrible, right? It's I don't know so if, bad. I don't know if that's a place that like stumped you, but like... No, no, I'm not even kidding. I, I still don't know. I, I get the Gauguin like, example yeah, yeah. perfectly. I actually don't know what the dilemma was for Anna Karenina. It was it was super weird. I think I get it now, actually, after skimming that. Okay. But but it was individual sentences that throw you off because they don't <clears throat> read well. 
You don't mm. know what the dilemma is. You're like, wait, I, I, was it something about like suicide? Yeah. So it was just like, it was a relationship with, you know, Blasky uh, or whatever his name is yeah. Yeah. That, that, that she has that I think is, I guess it's like a burden on other characters in the novel okay, you know, to like a distressing degree. And so like, you know, but, but she recognizes that fact. So, you know, in the case that Blasky like commits suicide, there would be some sort of like almost agent regret in that sense, where it's like, even though she's not the one who actually like is in she's intrinsic and in, she feels intrinsic in some way to the failure yeah okay relationship even though she wasn't the direct one who committed okay because she like failed to save it i guess like the relationship in some sense or she's just so heavily involved in it okay this point that but but either way do that section like i i couldn't (laughs) believe how it read at points because i read the same sentence five times and then i got what he meant and i'm like oh i was like horrified like i was like how did you get a sentence like that i was like Like I, once we get to that, I'm going to point that one out. Well, I, okay. It was disgusting. I could not believe it. So, so, so like, feel free to do that. But like, okay, for my own, like when we're talking about the text, can we just stick to the Gauguin example? Because I thought that one was amazing. And I just, I didn't get the Anna Karenina one. Like I just didn't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Completely honest. I'm not even sure what like the point of bringing up the second one was. No, I honestly agree. The the second one was just to point out that like was it a useful foil like <laughs> so so like like the Gauguin one it's like it all comes down to if we're talking about like well let's just let's just talk about yeah this. let's just get in but, but, yeah, like, but yeah, like, yeah. so I think like if we're gonna say it like might as well say like Gauguin so it's like the French okay. pronunciation <laughs> Gauguin. <laughs> Gauguin. I think it's Gauguin so like it, Gauguin. amazingly enough <laughs> yeah so like in like in that case there it's like okay kind of just like hearkening back to like earlier papers we've read i think like correct me if i'm wrong but I, w- I was under the impression that the artist had some sort of duty that he was like moral duty that he was neglecting right in favor of non-moral reasons to pursue yes. you know being which, which i i literally went I, across, I, yeah, yeah. I, so i'm gonna i'm going to uh, i'm going to because remember how like i use that like the guy is the example in the paper i'm just gonna name yeah. him goga yeah exactly you, you, yeah. you should because yeah, i came just across reference. that and I'm like, i was like oh this is just exactly what i'm talking about yeah yeah but living yeah. below the line of duty. Ex- yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. but but anyway like okay so the the purpose of that one was to talk about okay what sort of justification would Gauguin have um, for kind of, Mm. you know, failing to fulfill a moral duty Mm. in favor of a non-moral duty? So so I guess the point was there, it's like, okay, there were, it it all did kind of, it it seemed like it kind of depended on the success or the failure of, of, of whether he, um, you know, succeeded in becoming like, you know, and, and we don't really care like to define succeed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but you can define how to succeed, however. 
He does. There was this, I mean, we'll, we can circle back to this. There was an interesting yeah. section about defining failure, which I thought was yes, interesting. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Can, can I, can I say like at the top here, yeah. just cause it's, it's, I actually never realized this before. Cause we had read, well, Adam, I know that you and I had read Nagel's paper, Moral Luck and Giffen, that was before your time, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's okay. So we've discussed um, it like in co- several times. True. So I understand that's the basic true. concept. Which they're actually they're actually distinct concepts, and I did a little bit of digging. And okay, I could be totally wrong on this because it's actually like sometimes really difficult to track this down. But if I was, excuse me, reading an online source correctly, both this paper and Nagel's paper were published in the same journal in 1976, so they were co-published in the same year. Yeah. So again, I could be wrong about this because when you look it up, this paper shows it as 1981, but that it's, it's, it's contained within another book by Bernard Williams and the same goes for Nagel. But I found a source that said that they were both published in the Aristotelian Society for Philosophy or something like that in 1976. Um, Hmm. Which so it was just kind of an interesting point there because like they're both developing. it It has to be later has to be because he references Nagel and, and he has citations from 1970 uh 1978 Se- he has he has citations from 78 okay so it has yeah. to be 81 then okay 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 so that's <laughs> odd i don't know like i said it was actually like the online sources that i were finding were very confusing actually um because yeah. one explicitly said that they were both published in 76 in the same paper i thought that was so strange um but no, I mean, but I'm I'm happy to believe that um, because their 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 conceptions of moral luck are actually importantly different. Um, yeah, because Nagel's Nagel's conception of moral luck is that two people can perform the same action and thus seem like on their face to be the same amount of blame uh, uh, blameworthiness or praiseworthiness. Uh, but you can have radically different results that are not due to anything constitutive about the agent and so we blame one person way more and so that's the aspect of moral luck for nagel but for williams like you were pointing out adam it's the fact that like we have to make these moral choices without knowing whether or not we will succeed in accomplishing the aim that we're sort of like giving up these moral trade-offs for Mm. um Yeah. In in a way that yeah, I actually thought was really interesting. Um, I I did I I found the paper interesting. Was, I found the content very interesting. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It was interesting because so because he's like um because what he, he one of his foils that he he sets up is he he's kind of like arguing against the idea that like Kant like Kant has this uh he he calls um. I don't know what work this is from, but he calls like the goodwill, the, 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 like the jewel of, of like moral philosophy where he says like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, moral evaluation should be made purely on like the goodwill or, or, um, excuse me, someone's like intentions. And William seems to think, well, like there's a really confounding issue for that, which is namely like his problem of moral luck. Um, yeah, and like I, I the the example of Gogol, uh, yeah, 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 is like a, I I love that. Do you want to just say the example? Yeah, so it's so like, good. Actually. Phrase it. 
phrase in your own way. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm not gonna kind of like get too deep into. <laughs> yeah, don't quote. But, but I, I I would rather just kind of get into like the distinction he's trying to make there between like hmm. you know um, intrinsic luck versus uh, yes. uh, sorry internal oh. luck versus external luck. Yes, um, in- intrinsic luck versus extrinsic. I think he says internal and uh, external. Uh, really? I, ha- I have it up. It's, it's intrinsic and I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's intrinsic okay. and ex- extrinsic. That's what happens when you get a skim. So, <laughs> but, uh, but okay. So can, can I, can I spell out the case of Gugon a little bit just to like, yeah, yeah. It's an important one. Yeah. 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 So basically like, uh, apparently this is a historical example. Um, <clears throat> the, there was this guy, Gogon, and he, um, he was like an aspiring artist and he, I guess we can debate the validity of like this, but he thought that he couldn't like properly focus on his art if he stayed with his family. Um, And so he chose to sort of like abandon them essentially. uh, And, and set off to like, you know, pursue his artistic talents in a way that, so, so that's like, you know, he's, he's obviously kind of like morally, you know, um absconding away away from his duty and uh and so the interesting thing there is that like yeah williams points out that there's this like strong intuitive pull to saying that well if gogon succeeds uh then in some sense like it's not that he's not blameworthy but it's that like his choice was somehow like deeply understandable or something like that justification is related yeah, to, right? it's justified yeah. yeah 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 and um but if he doesn't succeed, if he's just like a worthless painter, then it was an unjustified choice in a way that it's not possible for him to know that, like when he's making the choice, which is so interesting, right. actually. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. retrospective um, yes. is yes. like kind of a key here, mm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And I, and I also like the further distinction made, like we just talked about, like the intrinsic versus extrinsic, where, um, we are intrinsic versus extrinsic luck where it's like, okay, so Gogol, if he like, say he was just a, a terrible painter and he was like, in mm-hmm. fact, deluded, um, or maybe not even deluded. Let's just say he was a terrible painter. <laughs> so like, so he, he goes on, you know, to just fail in that sense. Well, th- then we kind of look at him like, like there's, he, he's like, morally blameworthy in a sense where he just mm. like in, in such a way that in, in like an, an extrinsic luck like for example if he were i don't know struck by lightning and lost the ability to paint mm. um, we wouldn't kind of like hold him with like the same kind of morally blameworthiness because yeah. like it, it seems like in one sense he was <laughs> kind of like at the root of the reason why it failed as opposed to be like kind of um like the world just kind of conspired against him in a sense yeah and we're using the term like moral blameworthiness but that isn't actually used here very much is it i don't think i think it's the framing i I get what you mean intuitively but Mm -hmm. because like he just uses the phrasing wrong, wrong using yeah I think I think justification is what he's thinking about. And I think Williams used I think this was one of the um you know rhetorical aspects that worked in this paper because he kind of um 
he almost like addresses the moral question obliquely, right? Because he's he's kind of talking about like just rational justification in the beginning part of the paper, right? Because it's like, uh, if you just take morality out of it, um, like it, it does still seem like, you know, if you're going to like forego these like very important things in order to try your like luck at something else, then <laughs> he's he's right that like it seems justified if it works out and it seems unjustified if it doesn't but like but obviously you're just not in a position to know that either way and like adam what what, what were you saying about um like the world conspiring against you that that's like a i totally thought about it in those terms too and there's also something like there's there's also something that's like um epistemically opaque with extrinsic luck where like you're you're still left with the sense of like well would he have been like a good painter or something right like it yeah. like we're, we're robbed of the ability to like figure out how would how it would have worked out um, yeah we, we don't really know whether he was justified or not exactly which is like yeah. very um like not <laughs> unsatisfying i guess yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the perspective we're forced to take in reality. So I thought it was like a very, you know, practical kind of question, no, it's right? True. Yeah. Fair, like yeah. that. That is the world in which we, you know, um, live. So, yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. And it's unlike a lot of uh, other philosophy in that question. Like it actually it matters. Like what um, <laughs> it referenced like yeah. something we were talking about before. Um, yeah, you don't need to start with like grant perfect knowledge or anything like that, <laughs> or you know. Mm -hmm. No, it's also like, I don't know, did you guys, Um, this made me think again, like I keep, we keep referencing this, but like, it's actually just so pervasive. Like it made me think of the, the Sartre reading again. Like I wrote down yeah, Sartre. Yeah. Because I actually wrote down like, nausea too, specifically earlier, yes. whenever there's like a contingency is brought up. I'm like, that was, that was the climax of the novel. He, he almost allegedly. like, there, there's like a, yeah. There, there's, <laughs> <laughs> There's like a um there's a way to read that uh there's a way to read that novel as like a guy who never takes this risk in some sense. Like he um he just like never does anything. Uh he's always like like you know haunted by that like what if or like like what if I suffer like from extrinsic fate or whatever in a way that like oh that's actually kind of interesting. Like there's a way in which um like cowardice about extrinsic uh, luck can like kind of percolate back and become like kind of intrinsic uh, bad luck that you're like making for yourself. Right. Like hmm. if you're like, that's almost kind of what cowardice is, right? Like if you're unwilling to um, like, if you're unwilling to take certain risks and like leave it up to extrinsic luck, you've kind of got like the bad co constitutive luck of like a weak character. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah. yeah, based on the way you phrase it there, I think it goes in that direction where it's like yeah. intrinsic luck can like influence your view of like extrinsic luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're related. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sorry, I feel like you were actually going to say something, Giffen, and then I kind of cut you off like a, a bit a, a while back. Oh, I think I cut you off because I wanted to mention nausea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, oh, yeah, but like, I, I don't know. This was like, there's like a very existentialist reading in a lot of ways too. Cause it's like that, that kind of is like that, that nauseating feeling, right. Where you have to like make choices um, in the moral domain, but also just like, like rationally uh, like just, just, you know, amoral domains of like, 
you have to act uh, like before you know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, especially because we talk so much about failure in this like work mm. that I think contributes to it a lot too, right? Because it's not yes. just um, like, you know, you have to make the decision. It's like, yeah. well, how you're able to justify it is actually like has a relationship to <laughs> whether you can or cannot, you know, um, succeed. Yes, yes, yes. So there's um, more weights on the shoulder. Yeah. And, and I thought it was interesting, actually, um, because he's he's sort of this is on page 24, where he's like beginning to kind of bring in the moral evaluation in, into the into the question here. Um, and he and he's actually kind of like this is it strikes me as like true that you can't there's not actually like it's inconceivable that you could create a moral rule for accounting for this problem because like what what would that like he, he asked like rhetorically like what could that rule be and it's true like you'd have to have these like really weird particularist exceptions and stuff like that like it like it it does strike me that you can't really have a moral rule uh that avoids this question of especially of like, like yeah. at the moment of decision you know yeah, what I mean? yeah of course it's like, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like he kind of like acknowledges that like yeah, there could be like retrospective ways of viewing, like, yes, yes, yeah, you know, but like, but without knowing how it's going to turn out, like, it seems hard to like justify, mm-hmm. you no, know, um, maybe, you know, flouting one's moral duty in favor of, you know, uh, pursuing some non moral issue that's mm. not guaranteed to succeed. So, yeah, because he, he, he even points out like, you know, because there's like an impulse, I guess you could say like, well, what reasons did you have at the time? And he's like, okay, but still like, but the and reasons that you have at the time, like aren't, aren't like a hundred percent tracking of the outcome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, he yeah. gives like the two examples of like ways to kind of fr- like try to like square it. And then he's mm. like, this one's poor. And then he's like, gives another one. It's like, then one back, this is worse. What, um, what were the what were the two? Is it the, the utilitarian answer? No, this the... is before the utilitarian. This is like the oh, saving okay. clauses. He says, mm-hmm. um, so basically he says, like, on the other hand, quote, like, if one is convinced that one is a great creative artist, like using that as like kind of a justification, mm-hmm. will serve to make obstinacy and fatuous self-delusion conditions of justification. And then he mm-hmm. says, while, and then another quotation, mm-hmm. if one is reasonably convinced that one is a great creative artist, so like reasonably convinced, mm-hmm. is, if anything, worse. So <laughs> like, that is, so just bring in like that, what could that rule be? It's like, the first thing you think of, like, <laughs> not going to really actually square it. Because it's because with well, this also like the very next two two rhetorical questions reminded me of Sartre again, because he's like, what is reasonable conviction supposed to be in such a case? Should Gauguin yeah. consult professors of art? And it's like that made me think of um, remember in existentialism <laughs> as a humanism where, where Sartre you was must like, choose. <laughs> yeah, he was like the people you even like the people you choose to consult. You already know the answer, like, <laughs> like when you yep. go to. So it's like it's like by consulting the artist, you've made a decision. Exactly exactly yeah. like you've chosen to trust the artist at that point so like mm-hmm. yeah and, and you probably know what they're gonna say like so mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and and, and <laughs> it, it also fits with that like i don't know i'm sure you guys have both done this but like i'm, I'm like you know very like hard-headed about some things where like I'll, I'll like go to someone like what do you think about this no they'll, they'll, they'll like, like ah you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I just do it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like why? It's again, it's like the Sartre point. Like you, you already knew what you're going to do. You just wanted to hear someone like co-sign on it. 
it's it's so true um but you but yeah, scapegoat but, later down when it goes awry yeah yes, exactly <laughs> exactly yes but he and, and right after that he says like because a lot of his foil has been like Kantian like emphasis on on the goodwill but he even says right uh right after that he says utilitarian utilitarian formulations don't do anything either because again it's like only in aftermath will you be able to like look at it and say okay these consequences were better or worse so like that so that as a rule doesn't help you either um oh and this this was this was this led directly into something that I thought was kind of interesting, the problem of failure conditions. Um, so on the next page, he says, the utilitarian perspective, not uniquely, but clearly, will miss a very important dimension of such cases, the question of what failure may relatively be. Uh, skipping a sentence, but it matters considerably to the thoughts we are considering in what way the project comes to fail if it fails. If Gauguin sustains some injury on the way to Tahiti, which prevents his ever painting again, that certainly means that his decision, uh, supposing it now to be ir irreversible, was for nothing. And indeed, there is nothing in the outcome to set against the other people's loss. But that train of events does not provoke the thought in question that after all, he was wrong and unjustified. He does not and never will know whether he was wrong. What would prove him wrong in his project would not just be that it failed, but that he failed. So mm -hmm. I guess that's where he's like really introducing that intrinsic versus extrinsic luck. Um, oh, but he, but he continues, yeah. So this distinction shows that while Gauguin's justification is in some ways a matter of luck, it is not equally a matter of all kinds of luck. It matters how intrinsic the cause of failure is to the project itself, which was, at, oh, I was actually like, whoa, that's, that's actually right. Um, cause I, cause I, I like scribbled down an example, um, somewhere. Where is it? Uh, oh yeah. So, so this is on page 36. Um, he says, 36. yeah, on, on page 36, he says, with an intrinsic failure, the project which generated the decision is revealed as an empty thing, incapable of grounding the agent's life. But with extrinsic failure, it is not so revealed. And while he must acknowledge that it has failed, nonetheless, it has not been discredited. And many, perhaps in the form of some new aspiration, continue to making sense of what's left. Uh, contribute to making sense of what's left i actually thought like whoa that's actually like that's so right and i had never noticed it and i was thinking like okay so okay you guys know how like i applied to obviously phd programs and ma programs right and i was mm. thinking okay so like there's two i mean there's many ways that i could have not gotten into a phd program but like one of two ways is that uh my writing sample was bad right and that that's like an intrinsic failure on, on my part but if i if i didn't get in because i had only like a, a minor in philosophy on paper that looks like a, a lot more like an extrinsic failure like it's bad luck of pit system in a way that like because the difference there is actually exactly like williams talks about it where it's like okay if it was an intrinsic failure that puts the whole project in jeopardy right of like academic philosophy but if it's an ex extrinsic failure what you know what does he say like the project can be like reshaped like yeah, re like re yeah, it's like still out yeah it's so true actually i i don't know like you i i've been like making that distinction all along but in a way that i don't think i had fully realized yeah this is a good conceptualization once mm. you reread it <laughs> yeah and that 
I don't know, like that, that kind of made me thinking, uh, made me think about, um, I, I, I don't know. There's like, there's pros and cons to each, but like, okay. Like when you, when you guys fail, I mean, if you have to fail at something like what, which way do you prefer to fail? Because it's like, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up and let you answer. Cause I have mixed feelings about this. I have really mixed feelings as well. I mean, like the yeah. first in my mind was like, I mean, you guys both know about this one. <clears throat> Last year, like I was running in the fall, like consistently, I would say three times a week. Mm. And I was like getting in pretty good mile time running shape. Well, what happened? <laughs> well, I got into a car accident. Yeah. Right. Like where I was in the, uh, the passenger seat, which mm. caused me lower back pain such that yeah. I couldn't work out for three months which completely derailed the goal. Went to shit, yeah. You know what I mean? So so yeah. it's just like, which was just infuriating. Yes. So, yes. It, so yes. In, yes. In, in such a way that like, you know, intrinsic failure might not have been. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, there's... So, yeah. No, yeah. I know. I was going to say, there's like the, the uncertainty associated with the extrinsic failure. Like, it's that, that, that can be like suffering. Like, e- even if it's intrinsic failure, like, yeah, like you're going to have to like, bite that bullet of like this reflects on you mm. but at least like you you won't be like wondering right you just kind of have yeah. to like move you move forward from that or with if it's extrinsic you're still like still have to like juggle that like okay the project can still be saved mm. but i still don't know that it's like a worthy project i simply like don't yeah. know you know anything it it's also like um like imagine i like that's actually such a good example like <laughs> imagine you're the quarterback of like an nfl team and you put your you you put your team in a position to win like okay there's four minutes left you drive down the field and like and throw a touchdown pass right now you're up by two points but then the defense just allows like the other team to kick like advance like field position and kick a field goal with no time left right so it's like that that's an instance where it would feel good to have like failure be due to extrinsic because you could say like i like you know i left it out on the field like i did my part or whatever and so you don't have to mm-hmm. kind of like blame yourself um but then but 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 like at the same time but there are other circumstances in which like extrinsic like bad luck infuriates me like it, it would be so much worse yeah and like williams you know pretty much explicitly says this later on in the paper but he talks about like okay like what is there to be learned from like extra Mm, yeah you know what i mean like it's like in some cases there may be nothing to learn (laughs) yeah where like yeah because it's just like you know something fell apart and you're sitting there with uncertainty still (laughs) yeah it's yeah so i like in the case of like you know Maybe the running example isn't as good because I could have done something, you know, but there are other examples in my life where I've experienced like extrinsic failure. And it's just like, like, what, what, what was there to learn from? You just feel it's like, it's like the perfect word for that is just like snake bitten. It's just like, ah, that, yeah, it's just like a very sour feeling. Like, yeah, like I would have like, you know, kind of just hearkening to some of the language that Williams uses, like you may still have like deliberated in the same manner again. Like if you had, like if like you don't, you don't, you actually endorse the deliberation that went into like action. Um, but it just turned out poorly. So like, okay, Mm. what's there to be learned from this? 
Like also- you get the opportunity to re-deliberate with no further knowledge. Yeah. 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 No, and this and this this actually like directly goes on to another part of the debate that I thought was interesting. Like whether uh whether regret is cumulative in that mm-hmm. sense. Because like I think he I think he um he like put up his foil, you know, like Rawls says that it shouldn't be because he just wants to treat like each individual decision as its like own, like statistically independent uh variable. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't allow yourself to become like more risk averse or whatever, because you've gotten like burned in the past, but it's like, I don't know. I thought Williams was just dead right about that. Like, well, no, but like when you're making a subsequent decision, it's not the same you that had deliberated like in the first place. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, um, like you've, you have more information now in the sense that like, maybe you understand, okay, like, if I get burned in these certain ways, like that's way worse than I thought, like before I made this one like probabilistic decision or yeah, you know what I mean? Like I I just, yeah, I really side with Williams on that. No, I think that's completely fair. It gives you like the, the future, you know, version of you will have like all kind of new material, even if like, yeah, we've talked about before. There's like might be uncertainty left. Like, yeah, the 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 burn, the how the burn feels like the opportunity cost can be reassessed, like all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, yeah. can re, you know, can contribute to a new perspective. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, and then I think we should also bring up the distinction that he makes between <clears throat> just like regret and like agent regret. Yeah, Hmm. that's on 27. Um, He says, uh, so so when he's talking about regret, uh, he says a notion we shall a notion we shall be bound to use in describing their state of mind is regret. And there are certain things that need first to be said about this notion. The constitutive thought of regret in general is something like, quote, how much better if it had been otherwise and the feeling uh, can in principle apply to anything of which one can form some conception of how it might have been otherwise, uh, together with consciousness of how things then would have been better. So, um, th- th- this was, well, I'll, I'll just continue. Uh, but then he, he differentiates that from agent regret and he says, but there's a particularly important species of regret, which I shall call agent regret, which a person can feel only towards his past actions. Um, or at most actions in which he regards himself as a participant, right? So I guess he's he's making this distinction between like you can regret how things went versus regretting that you did things in a particular way. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah. I really appreciate that distinction. Yeah, it's true. Because um, like I I I can ref- like I found myself doing this in the past, but it it just it's one of those things that really benefits from having it laid out on a page in front of you. Mm. It it's also reminded me of the. Um, this also reminded me of our discussion. <clears throat> um, remember around the shame of missing your father's funeral, given of like the <laughs> the, the example that we were using. Um, Ringing a bell. Yeah, because like, because that that was an instance where like, because because regret you can sort of take with an objective attitude, but like agent regret seems to be more from the reactive stance, in the sense that like, you can sort of regret that things happened in a certain way, 
but to truly yeah. regret that like you played a certain role in something seems to be more like self-reactive. I don't know. That's kind of how I was, I was reading the difference there. Um, because it's so like it's, it's oh, treating yeah. yourself with the. No, no self-reactive. Yeah. Self-reactive. Cause it's like, cause if you regret, um, like if you're expressing regret over like how things went, there's not, there's really just kind of like a, an objective stance towards that where it's like, ah, it's kind of a shame that things went like that. Like, I wish they hadn't. Right. But like, yeah, if you were not the central role in how things went, it's hard to really like bring in blame in that. Like, I guess you could blame other people, but like, you're, you're kind of viewing the situation as like kind of just a shame in some sense. Right. But, but if you're, um, if you're feeling regret about your own past actions, like obviously, you know, metaphysically, this is kind of a facade, but like, cause you couldn't have done otherwise, obviously, but, hmm. um, but yeah, but it's like, I, I don't know, like I do feel differently actually about like things that I could have had, you know, like local control over, um, versus things that were just like really shitty that just happened right? yeah so this was a useful um decision on his mm. part to kind of like pull apart the different ways in which we use yeah um a regret, regret. so yeah. yeah no i think that's fair i felt and the also same way. It, and it's like agent regret doesn't just deal with you know like regret of one's behavior mm. or like actions because like there's like a further distinction that he makes where it's like <clears throat> you could merely just feel regret about behavior that you kind mm. of did um if you actually <laughs> like like let me think of how to phrase this here um we can pull like what maybe he like, says at the bottom of the well like yeah yeah oh, okay. but but just but just like if you if you endorse like the rational like deliberation that mm. went into like the behavior you can regret that things happened or that you yes. did certain things yes. in a situation but there isn't that same agent regret yeah. where it's like i in a sense that you wish you would act differently or yeah. you yeah. you do I, it, it's like a weird distinction but do you guys know what i mean where it's like you wish <laughs> yeah. you would have acted differently but not in the same way of agent regret because you still endorse the deliberative yeah 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 at the time right because it's like you can mm -hmm. just you can yeah. justify it in like looking back but you like wish for like almost consequentialist reasons that you know you maybe mm. had done something differently right yeah so that kind of like distinction yeah yeah no it's true where it's like I mean, I, 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 like I experience both sides of this coin all the time where like, if you just like bungle something and then you look back and you're like, well, I mean, I, I couldn't have known that it's not like, it's not as deep of a regret, at least for me, as when you look back and you're like, you, like you, you moron, like, how could you have thought, you know what I mean? Like, how could you have actually thought that this was the right move to make? Yeah. Or, 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 or something like this, like where it's like, um, like say Giffen in the lab, like if, if he sends out, like, I don't know, like a text to everybody in the lab saying like, Hey, I'm going to be moving like this fairly heavy piece of machinery. That's like mm. going to obscure my vision. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. and he's just like, so please do not occupy the hallways during this time. <laughs> like I'm going to be moving this. Piece yes. Of yeah. And then you push it out there and you come into like almost like a crossroads where it's yeah. like, I, okay, this, this box probably shorter, but you take a right 
and then you like kill somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like the this <laughs> like, this like the lorry driver example. <laughs> but 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 like, but like 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 in this sense here, like it's true that like, but he I, gave I, forewarning. I, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure like Giffen would feel like agent regret at first. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Where it would just be like like what have I done? But I I feel like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Giffen. But I feel like within like I, I don't care like the time length but you could be transitioned over to just regret of the situation yeah and of what happened given that i mean you don't you weren't like so deep as you weren't like intrinsically mm. the cause you, you weren't like wrong in your reasoning there yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no i think that's fair i think i think time would kind of transition um that a bit Right. What if you just like, uh, ultimate... like, how about just breaking your yeah, leg? Yeah. How fast could you switch that mindset to being like, I mean, I really do well, that... this has happened, but and and actually, like, it's you you make a quick change too. If you actually like deeply believe that you had been deliberatively correct, sometimes you can immediately pivot to anger. Too. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, really yes, the situation yeah. There. yeah like, like, like some indignant like moron, just like, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can immediately no switch like, you immediately <laughs> it's true it's true and that and that yeah. seems to me to be tracking that you believe that you were in the deliberative like in a deliberatively correct uh position right. there yeah because like if you because i would imagine that if you hadn't sent out that forewarning you just like like fuck it we're just gonna move this now <laughs> you just smash this guy's leg against the wall <laughs> It'd be like very unreasonable for you to then become angry at him. <laughs> yeah, pretty big difference there. Yeah, and, and yeah. like yeah, in terms of the deliberative difference. Um, yeah. Did did you? Did, I I feel like I've mentioned this to you guys, but this paper made me um, think about it again. Uh, so he he talks about like I mean it's basically just the same instance of the the lorry driver where like he backs over someone's kid but like by accident and without fault. So he you know he had like he, he checked all of his mirrors you know he like that like the backup sound was on like everything he could possibly do but just somehow like some kid just ran out and just like you know he backed over him for instance. Um, yeah, and he and like William says that okay like on the one hand it's completely irrational to feel agent regret because you can't locate a mistake deliberatively anywhere in like what you've done but then he says but equally it would be a kind of insanity never to experience sentiments of this kind towards anyone and it would be an insane concept of rationality which insisted that a rational person never would so he's like he's pointing to this weird tension here um yeah did i ever tell you guys about this uh social psych study that actually looked at this in real life uh uh by david pizarro from cornell um they did they did this it's 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 examining i don't remember what the title of it was but it's something about like false positives and character evaluation that sounds familiar actually but so go on so it's a really cool study actually where um i don't remember the details of the manipulation but basically they found that when something i think coffee was spilled on someone in the experiment right and like it was no fault of the person who had spilled the coffee uh but um but like if the person uh, uh expressed like agent regret over it even though it was not their fault like they couldn't you know it, it wasn't like there was no deliberative failing on their part yeah pe people rated them as like having a better character 
than people who instantly just yeah. like yeah so so like you know they're, they're <clears throat> i think that the, the the person who had the coffee spilled on them and the spiller of the coffee were both actors in the study and then there was someone evaluating them right right yeah no and, i remember this exact study you mentioned this before yeah it's like one of my favorite studies of all time because yeah. like the because like the person who gets the coffee spilled on them says like oh no no no, like you couldn't have like it's not it, you didn't yeah. do anything wrong and then like they manipulated whether the person immediately just accepts that and you're like you're right like i did like i couldn't have actually and people, agreed <laughs> yeah like pe- people <laughs> <laughs> walks away <laughs> <laughs> like sim characters <laughs> how logical <laughs> yeah um but no, then I, at the same time it's like and i don't remember if this was um a manipulation in the study or if this was uh just kind of um, um thinking about it after the fact but uh it would also strike you as like insane both if you had no agent regret but also too much agent regret right like what if you were just like, no, like you weren't even like involved in the spilling? I killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like that would also seem unhinged. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, what I was thinking about um, before you even mentioned this example, but I think it clarifies it even mm-hmm. is I think like our perceptions of like people's responses like that has mm-hmm. to do with like what Adam was describing like, when he was asking me about like the transition, like it it's. If you like, there has to be a process where you're deliberating about whether you could have done differently, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and if you immediately are like, you know, in, in Jordan, your example, like, yes, I could have done differently, you know, um, <laughs> I take no blame at all. Um, that suggests like you actually didn't de- deliberate on whether, like, you know, um, your actions like were still justified at all. I think that wait, has wait, to wait. Be- it, it, you were saying if you could have done differently, but you took no blame. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Oh, I was like, I was like that. That's, that response seems extremely strange. Sorry, I'm, I misspoke. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Mentioned a little tired. Um, you know, so, I, I think I've already misspoke several like, oh, um, times. Severance times. <laughs> Severance <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. So no, I no, no I, I thought that I misheard because I'm tired no. too. So I was like, am I being a dullard right now? As you make listen, I, I I said moral blameworthy earlier. So explained <laughs> three different philosophy topics in a single paper, a single sentence. There, so yeah, um, <laughs> that was painful. But I'll try this again. Um, so if you're like in the situation and like the other person's like, or so we're having a discussion about like how to justify your past behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of like, um, yes. In regrets, like the relationship between like a justification and regret. Um, I feel like the re like what could be explained in that study is like, you expect other people to actually go through a process where they deliberate whether their like decisions were justified, you know, at the time. Oh, okay. So yeah. the fact that like, if it's like immediately where you're like, you know what yeah you're right i i, I was doing the same thing like i i endorse my behavior it's like yeah d- d- are you just a dick or did you actually like no that? it's true right. yeah, I think yeah that's yeah. kind of like the relationship because adam mentioned the transition and that had me thinking about that that makes sense that makes sense to me because yeah because what Will- williams um intimates that agent regret only occurs in the unsuccessful attempts right so like when gogon uh fails at being an artist right like there's only because he, he doesn't have agent regret when he succeeds right what william says that um I, I don't remember i think it's on 30 um yeah because he says okay so but gogon 
uh, as we have represented him, uh, wishes he had acted otherwise only if he was unsuccessful. And he continues on the next page and he says, um, whatever feelings these agents had after their decision, but before the declaration of their success or failure, lacked the fully developed wish to have acted otherwise. That wish comes only when failure is declared. Uh, regret necessarily involves a wish that things had been otherwise, but it does not necessarily involve the wish, all things considered taken together, that one had acted otherwise. That's interesting. Okay, so when he when he's like, what's he talking about when he says, whatever feelings these agents had after their decision, but before the declaration of their success or failure, lacked the fully developed wish to have acted other. Oh, oh, so, so he's just like, saying like he's becoming an artist or on the path. He's of like an on the ship to Greece or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on his way to Tahiti. Yeah, that's actually well. I don't know if I believe that. Couldn't you? Couldn't you? Um. I don't know, actually. I could imagine so like you abandon your family to pursue art and you're like on the ship to wherever you're going to do that. I don't know. Couldn't you actually have agent regret before you uh have success or failure? I don't know. Couldn't you have couldn't you be like couldn't couldn't you have a change of mind on the ship where you think like actually regardless of whether I succeed or not, this was like the wrong thing to do? I think that might be a little outside of the example. Okay, so I think it's, I think okay. we're supposed to be grant. Okay. Yeah, we're supposed to be okay. granting that like he is on the path. Right? Oh, so, oh, so we're yeah. oh. he's in attempting to succeed still. Oh, right. okay. Oh, no, no, you're right. I had misread that. I had misread that. And also, like, I think we were supposed to be thinking about. Well, he only would have regretted it if he failed. Right. Exactly. exactly. That, that's exactly. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. he's yeah. because yeah. he made a decision and is on the path. Okay. Okay. That actually. Okay. That makes total sense to me at this point. Um. I just want to bring up one little thing. We don't have to dwell on this, but yeah. you had read that one sentence. I just want to read it again, just to remind mm. it. But what degree of such feeling is appropriate and what attempts at reparative action or substitutes it before it are questions for particular cases. Mm. Actually, let me. Where I'm sorry. What page is this? This is on page uh, 29. Oh, I thought we were on 30. Okay. Yeah. Let me get to the actual part that I want to get to here. Okay. But equally, it would be it'd be a kind of insanity never to experience sentiments of this kind towards anyone. And it would be an insane concept of rationality, which insisted that a rational person never would. I don't know about that. I, mm. So You're questioning the latter part of that. I'm questioning the yeah. latter part of that. Yeah, so because because yeah. I, I think any individual um, that, you know, in, in the numerous cases we've already mentioned yeah. that perhaps it wasn't rationally appropriate. For them to experience, you know, agent regret, it would still be appropriate from like a human perspective mm. to for them to experience agent regret. Mm -hmm. I just wonder though, like in a concept of rationality, I'm not sure it's actually rational to experience. Yeah, I know it's it's intrinsic yeah. human, but I'm not sure it's rational because because on what basis would you rationally locate? Like it, yeah, it, almost yeah. like almost like by definition, like if you truly um had in grasp all of the relevant reasons and you evaluated those reasons correctly and it's still just by roll of the dice like you can't like on you know like what are you gonna yeah, yeah. You, you you could even regret that you did what you did but yeah you can't, you can't regret like 
like in an agent regret sort of way where it's just like, yeah. you know, I, I am deeply at the cause of what mm-hmm. happened here, where it's yeah. like, not, not exactly. And so, you can't, yeah. I, I almost like wonder if it, it like descriptively it is a very human response. Like, but I'm, I'm, you're almost making me question like the normative um, response to it as well, mm. because it's like, okay. In instances where you didn't deliberate well, totally makes sense because you actually did something wrong but of like course. but if you actually took every precaution you could and yeah, I agree with that. you understood the odds like i i don't know like i i because like you know grant that like most cases won't be like this right but for the of cases course. that but for the cases that are like because because i'm not saying you shouldn't experience regret but agent regret mm, okay yeah i mean i mean like there's mm. i mean this is yeah. similar to the other examples, but if you're just yeah. like racing down the highway and someone just leaps out in front of the car at that point, yeah. it's like, I mean, you could be very regretful of the situation, yeah. but I, I'm not sure how appropriate agent would probably trying <laughs> whatsoever. You yeah. know what I mean? Dude, so, I think like, about, I've literally had this thought like a thousand times where like, if you were just driving within the speed limit, you were not distracted, you weren't texting, you weren't drunk, anything. And someone just chose to like, like, you know, take their own lives, but by way of your car in that yeah. moment, like, and there's nothing like, you know, you're going 60 on a 60 mile an hour highway and like you can't swerve because you just can't, like there's a family right next to you. Like there's literally nothing yeah. you can do. So like, is it actually like, should you actually feel like agent regret? No, honestly, like. Yeah. So, so granting that you do, know I, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking exactly, about. Yeah. I made that exactly. same note. So, I was like with a hundred percent confidence even. Exactly. Exactly. So I, we could, we could imagine the scenario you just gave right there where like yeah. you were totally like all your faculties are just like a just, to the road. <laughs> you're, you're just like you're just like i, I don't know if you guys it's were, the like, most focused moments. you've ever been <laughs> on any <laughs> task <laughs> exactly like 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 and i've had moments like that on the road yes, too, where it's course. just like okay this is like an especially you know kind of yes maybe clustered traffic or it just seems like a more dangerous area so you're just kind of focused on the road right then and there Adam driving away from the police, hyper focus. <laughs> <laughs> but then just, just, just leaps right in front of there. It's just like it, it, it's like okay, well, I it, I'm not sure that's rational. No, I'm not, yeah, no. Like it and, is. No. So, and I mean, even it, like and even something that you should feel like even just as a human, you know what I mean? Like I, I I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. I'm not actually yeah. sure that that has any basis. Yeah, yeah. This relates yeah. back to what I was talking about before with like the kind of transition. It's like mm. all of that relates back mm. to like uncertainty. Like you expect to yeah. like go yep. through the process of figuring it out. But if you immediately grant like the knowledge, it's like, yeah, okay, well that that's way different. Right. Yeah. Good and it's point, just like, good point. Yeah, I totally agree. And and this even happens like, um, I, I feel like this even gets su- kind of sectioned out, like within the same decision where like you can think back on like, I don't know, like I've definitely done this before. Like you think back on some like rough experience or whatever. And you're just like, well, I did this aspect and this aspect, like there's nothing that I could have done better. Right. But for this aspect, I, you know, like my temper got a hold of me a little bit too much here or whatever. Right. So there's yeah. like, I think that that can be the case even within like the same circumstance. Um, and yeah, just like experientially speaking, like it, yeah. Okay. No, that I, I actually don't feel agent Ooh. regret over the things that I truly believed like I did well, like as well as I could have. You know what right. I mean? Like I just, I just don't. I, and, and the thing is, I, I think that, <clears throat> that seems absurd. 
like he he acknowledges yeah. like that's fine like you know what i mean where yeah yeah saying like there's something you know where we would find it you know mm-hmm. perhaps disturbing of an individual to mm-hmm. quite quickly transition into that as giffen said it's yes yes but but that but we can also imagine tons of cases as given mentioned where like the transition's pretty quick. I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, like, like the, yeah. the relevant facts are at hand where you just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. I really did take a lot of precautions with this. You yeah, know? yeah. Like this is on you. <laughs> I went like yeah. above and beyond what was necessary, and the indignant yeah. asshole comes around the corner like <laughs> <laughs> immediate. She smashes Given just keeps pushing the machine further. He's like, he's like, just running it right Tur- over them. Just turns like, back. There's nothing to agent regret. She's <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like writhing in pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was something that I was curious to hear what you guys thought, um, like experientially speaking. But I was don't... it about expression and how that relates to agent regret? Is that something you want to, if you want to talk about something, just oh, yeah, go ahead. I thought that's what came to my mind. Cause on the bottom of 27, it says, or he writes agent regret requires not merely a first personal subject matter, nor yet merely a particular kind of psychological, psychological content, but also a particular kind of expression. And I didn't know if that's what you meant that like, you were trying oh. to get Cause that oh. like the particular kind of expression was something that like, wasn't as intuitive to me. Um, Can you read that quote again? Yeah. Agent regret requires not merely a first personal subject matter, nor yet merely a particular kind of psychological content, but also a particular kind of expression. That seems wrong. That Right? That's why I made a note there, and I thought that's what you're actually transitioning to right now. Oh, no, I because wasn't, but that seems wrong particular kind me. of expression, like, especially, like, gr- granting that as different, like, from psychological content does seem wrong. Yeah, because that just seems so dependent on, like, the the intricacies of the situation right like how you express like i I don't know like you could be like not able to express yourself in certain ways because of like legal concerns or whatever or it just seems yeah doesn't it go on to say that like there's like a desire like kind of make reparations if one feels like agent regret Mm. you know what i mean so like even like to oneself like you know like an egoistic example Mm. where it's like you know one could vow to change perhaps one's procedure in the future or one yeah. has to oneself and one will maybe like, um, I, I guess modify behavior or like, in, in, but it, like if, it, if it's towards someone else, you're trying to like rectify the situation somehow so that you were kind of at the root cause of why something occurred. I don't know. That, that could come into like the expression that- part of the thing. Yeah, maybe maybe what he's saying is that 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 aspect happens to show up most in expression. It's sort of like what you actually you know express regret over, like what you do in some yeah. sense. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem to logically follow. It just seems to sort of like inferentially follow, right? Which is kind of strange because in the same kind of sentence he mentions psychological content, which is that seems like you know outside of our yeah. knowledge. You know, yeah, think about others, yeah. what you like intend to do in the aftermath or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. hmm. I'm just like wondering, like with like the expression part of it, it's like, okay. <sighs> barring the idea that you're like prevented from making reparations, like in like a legal context or something like that. Mm. 
Is there a circumstance in which you genuinely feel agent regret, but make no attempt to act <laughs> upon that? Um, yes, but it's not, but it's not actually like, it has nothing to do with any of the details intrinsic to what you're talking about. It's always for like external concerns, right? So like, I, I'm imagining like, you can't apologize to someone because it would incriminate you legally or something like that, right? So it doesn't, it's not in. But even that, that almost seems like it's kind of like, there's some sort of external force that's like that, yeah. from doing that. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. So yes. Barring, yes. Like barring that. Like oh oh okay. So barring that. Because I I feel like to some degree like your behavior will be modified, um, or you will act on agent so, regret to some extent. If if you feel genuine agent regret, I feel like that's something you will express in behavior or in mindset well mindset is a different thing he distinguishes between right he says like not just psychological content but expression because so i guess to like kind of buttress giffen's point a little bit like i guess you could i guess you could sort of feel it like the like the impulse to do it but never act on it right just for sort of maybe you know like sloth or or (laughs) or or like maybe it's just like a really it just seems awkward to kind of like what if you determine that the reparations actually isn't the most moral path yeah that that too but but then it seems like it's content like that that's almost changing mm. like the details do you know what i mean like it would just your your reparations would show up in a different way right I mean, well, I mean, it could be like, like I like would give you a 500 bucks to compensate you, but I'm going to give it to this other cause that needs it more. So like it, <laughs> like it wouldn't really inform the expression in that case. Right. I mean, it, no, it, it's hard would. To, it, it I, would, though. Right. I mean, because, you're, the 500 bucks is going to a co- completely irrelevant to like the. Yeah. Like, so it's not experiencing regret for. Right. Yeah. So that wouldn't be like that'd be odd. Like if I if I like dented your car. Yeah. In a way that was like completely my fault. Like I was just being an idiot. Agent regret. Um, yeah. But then I just and like you were like, the damages are five hundred dollars. And then I just gave that five hundred dollars to a charity. That I'm not sure that that would be like agent regret for like I, I guess this would be a case where like if you have just like really high certainty that like the five hundred bucks giving it to that person isn't the best, you know use for it so maybe not giving it to like some random charity but, but that, like but hey, my seems... mom needs this 500 bucks or she's gonna die or something like that right so yeah, that would be that, a case where like but that the... seems completely independent of like the smashing of the car like that's what i mean though because he's claiming that like the expression is what matters but i'm giving a case where like it wouldn't actually be expressed but it's not that it's not that the potential for expression isn't there it's that it's overridden i'm presuming right it's that it's overridden by like this other thing oh yeah i mean the i think the potential for expression comes is like this sounds to me at least intuitively as like psychological content, right? Like your mindset has been shifted, but this is separate from that. This is supposed to be a particular kind of expression specifically. So yeah. I just am imagining a case where like you get the agent regret and it's manifesting psychologically, but just like yeah. it's not, you're not getting that physical expression, like the behavioral stuff for good reason. I don't but know if that's I, no, I, but it would I, have. I, to... I, I I see it. It's kind of whack, though. I mean, like you. I mean, you. Like <laughs> it contrived this... for sure. No, but... no, no. I mean, but I think like it makes sense. It's just like it. 
seeing it manifest would be really weird where it's like, oh, yeah. like, 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 you know, I crash into your car. Like I, right. I like this, this deep sense of agent regret where like, I recognize <laughs> that like, I was like at the root of the cause of, you yes. know, the, the, the destruction of your car. <laughs> and, and at the same time, like, you know, I, I, I wish things had been different. I wish my own behavior had been different. Yeah. So agent I, regret. Like, I wish yeah, I had yeah. acted differently, you know, mm-hmm. and per- perhaps I was, you know, a little drunk while driving, <laughs> <laughs> a little you know, like I, I don't, there, there's, like, there's, but there's like, there, there isn't justification. I recognize that there yeah. isn't justification for what happened. Yeah. But at the same time, like, perhaps I just like, don't act on that. Like, I just like, and like in this case, like I, I don't, I don't apologize. Like I don't, but perhaps like, I just like, you know, just live my life as before. no i mean again (laughs) psychological content could be altered it's just the expression that's like needs to be you know um not there that's what i mean like like like, like i'm i mean live your life the same way i feel like you're not really psychologically absorbing that well then okay but but then if you're saying you're living your life a different way then i think you're expressing that then right I don't so, know. I think it's supposed to be written in relation to like the situation specifically, not like you go off. I, I feel like, like you're proving the point, but that there must be some sort of expression. Like if you're saying that, like, unless you're constrained from a, an external reason that has nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah, cause yeah, yeah. You're, cause yeah. you're saying they're like, you're saying, okay, these things necessarily don't go hand in hand. And I'm saying, okay, you can kind of imagine where you've been psychologically changed by this. Yeah. You, but you don't, you know, express it in any different way. If you live your life as you had before, but you're saying no, you must because the psychological content has changed. And I'm like, okay, I see well, what you're saying. Hand in hand. Whenever so. it's he's saying differences in expression, I thought it was referencing not like just like you know a different track of like life in general. I thought it meant like with respect to the situation, like you know, you're expressing it as in like a willingness to compensate the person. Like that would be an expression of like agent regret in this particular scenario right it'd be a type it'd be a type of expression okay i thought that was kind of like i think i was considering a much stricter definition of expression he was imagining which is why i was a little bit um not really a fan of it that, but that's, if, if expression means like is distinguishable like um you know from yeah i guess i guess that makes sense like you can imagine a scenario where like you know the agent regret feeling that is different from not sometime in the future in behavior broadly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think I understand the distinction he's making now where it's, if this isn't merely like a, you know, a psychological issue, like this is, this does manifest behavior to some extent. So. At least, I mean, it's gotta be at least like the vast majority of time in practice. Right. So like, I don't know, even if we can find exceptions, it, when we're thinking about this in like real life cases, it, 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 it probably maybe not. I don't know if you don't want to say it has to, like it definitely does most of the time. Yeah. Cause like when, whenever we kind of stated it out loud, what it would look like without it's very strange. Impression, it sounded it, pretty contrived. So it was extremely said, contrived. Like, yeah. So yeah. 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 yeah no, I, I agree. Like that person doesn't exist in reality. Yeah. That's a strange bird. <laughs> who doesn't, who doesn't do that? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think that I am at the, uh, uh, maximum useful output. I don't know about you guys, but 
yeah, I think this is a good. good yeah, place to wrap up. I, I agree. Yeah, no, we discussed this was, some of the interesting parts of the paper. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I totally agree. This was also kind of a we haven't done one of these papers in a while where it's just like a very interesting concept, a very simple concept that that you know kind of like spawns a lot of like interesting discussion in the paper. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like yeah. this. I like this. It was yeah. kind of fun actually. It was yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, the content it was great, but um, I think I, agree. I think you should feel some degree of. <laughs> He should feel some degree of agent regret, I think, for the way he wrote it. Oh, yeah. No, he is doing himself no favors with the... Uh, which is so weird, actually, because, like, the only other paper that I've actually read from Williams is that paper that I reference all the time to you guys with George the Chemist and and the person who has to um, kill one of the natives to, like, save... Um, I read it in my undergrad class that I loved, and I don't remember that writing being bad at all. So I, I don't know. I don't this know. This was just an off year, like a Coke year or something. It was the 80s, right? <laughs> Coke year. <laughs> no, like, honestly, like I would read a sentence and then I would read the next sentence and I would be like, hold on a minute. And then I had to oh, go back and read the first sentence. And I'm like, no, hold on a minute. Some, some and of I the sentences, one more sentence. They, they, they had like eight clauses in them. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was my, very poorly like, written. Please. Yeah. Here, no, here's we, the sentence that, that actually uh <laughs> It makes complete sense now, and it might sound stupid when I read it out loud because it might be just, oh, that's obvious. But I swear to God, I read this thing like six times. I was just like, I hated the construction of the sentence. But Anna remains conscious in her life with Vronsky of the cost exacted from others, above all from her son. <laughs> and, and I was just like, what? I was like, Anna remains conscious in her life with Vronsky <laughs> of, the, of the cost exacted from others above all from her son. And I'm like, Anna remains conscious in her life with Vronsky. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I okay. gunned my head. I'm not sure what I would say that sentence means. Yeah, but then yeah. I was like, but then I, I paused like in the reading of it where it's like, mm-hmm. Anna remains conscious <laughs> in her life with Vronsky. Of the cost exactly from others <laughs> above all her son, and, then, and I was and I was just like, but there's no commas in that, so it, it was so it just uh. like, remains conscious of her life with Bronski, like she remains <laughs> conscious of her life with Bronski. I'm like, I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It was just so yeah. No, it, I I struggled with the reading, but the concepts I thought were very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I know we've only read this one thing from Williams, but I think I told you guys, right? Wolf's yeah. advisors were were Williams and Nagel, which is okay. Like first of all, like okay, like amazing. But I, like yeah. her her sure. writing resembles Nagel's much more, in my opinion, at least. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I gained an appreciation for Wolf after reading this. Mm. So. Yeah. 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 Quite you kind of take it for paper, granted though. after reading six Wolf papers that like it's actually very fluid. It's extru- It's like some of those. I don't really have the yeah. same kind of questions reading between sentences or within clauses of a sentence at yes. all in her work. Yeah. No, I get like having like you know uh, delved back into just like reading a ton of philosophy every week. I it like really stretches my patience for doing like exegesis on text. Like I don't like just tell me what you mean. Like just tell me like what you know what I mean. I. I don't know. It's that, like, that was my problem with Williams too with this one. Like, sorry, but I, I, after reading Wolf, I'm just like, I'm not convinced this needed to be 20 pages long. 
no that no. too like, he like jumps it's, around it's, it's, it's 20 pages long and it's kind of like yeah I, we've read really really good philosophy papers that are like 10 yes so it's like i i just don't i'm not convinced that a good paper needs to be 20 yeah. pages long no Actually, i know yeah, he didn't really editor, to be honest. It need to be. yeah no and so, did, did i tell you guys also about how like okay so for um for some of my so some of my classes uh we have like just purely like exegetical responses so like okay read this 20 page paper but summarize it in a way as though you were you were presenting it um to to then kind of like find fault with it or something like the relevant core aspects of it and you know you can do that in like two pages right if it's like Mm -hmm. a pretty complicated article and like okay that's a good skill but then also for this rice class where are like the paper that's due on sunday for that is um is 1500 words which is about like five pages double like it's not much like it's really not much to make a substantive point and 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 that's the point is that you it's like a full paper in that length and it's like and i was like this is impossible but then as soon as you constrain yourself to it, it's like oh no it's actually quite possible you just have to you just i mean you leave out a lot which is you know but then but when you write a paper very briefly and then allow yourself to blow it up a little bit I feel like you can end up with a way shorter paper than if you just, I don't have a page limit and just start writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I get the yeah. impression of here. It was like, yes. you know what? I'm going to put out a paper this year. <laughs> yeah. And then he yeah. just starts and, writing. And it, and it was good. I, I do want to. No, it was. It like, was. I, I enjoyed yes. this paper. No, but it, it was. Yeah. But I enjoyed the content 20, of the paper. I'll admit I did. to that. Yes. I did. This is one of those papers where, honestly, there's not many papers I would recommend reading like this. I, I would almost recommend like, okay, commit to reading it twice, but read it twice fast both times almost. Totally agree with that. Don't get lost the, in yes. like the Eric Karen yeah. example. Yeah, like don't don't actually Clause worry. four or five. It's so weird because like I'm not like this with any other paper because if you're reading something, you don't get it. You're like, well, okay, this is going to come up later. So like you dig back, like you just reread it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like what was I missing here? Whatever. This one, you kind of don't need it. It, but like you know, it's it, bad. It, it, really, yeah. it really helps with papers like this, and I I always I often experience this like when reading like scientific papers too. Mm. Just keep reading. You just keep reading. Yeah. Because yeah. like by the time you like reach like different conclusions, like those are kind of like mm. I don't know those stand out so that when you read through again, it's like oh, okay I know what the goals of you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Able to just everything comes much more clearly a second yeah. time through because you the role of yeah. sentences will become much clearer once you get the full picture. Yes. Exactly. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know what next week's reading is actually, but um, but I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it again because so, it should be a single paper again next time. Um, cool. Yeah. So Very I hope cool. people are enjoying this, and uh, and if so, I hope people tune in next time. If you want to um, support the show in any way, you can do so simply by sharing it. I'm hoping to get this show out to more people. And so if you want to share it on Twitter or social media, that would really help me. Uh, You can also rate it on Apple Podcasts, like this video if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe uh, via Apple Podcasts or an RSS feed. Or you can connect me with recommended guests or topics to cover. Uh, You can get in contact with me at Plato's Cave Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jordan underscore C underscore Myers. And I now have a website for my philosophy endeavors at jordanmyers.org. 
If you want to know a little bit more about me and my fellow co-hosts, I'm a master's student in philosophy at the University of Houston. I did my undergrad at the University of Pittsburgh, where I studied mechanical engineering and philosophy. And now that I'm back at school, I'm hoping to more closely study moral responsibility, free will, ethics, epistemology, and moral psychology. Those are topics that I was introduced to and got really interested in in my undergrad work. Adam and Giffen accompanied me on this show, and Adam is one of my oldest friends. We actually met in kindergarten, and we've been interested in philosophical topics for as long as we can remember, and in a lot of ways, it's been the basis of our friendship. Adam studied chemistry and biology at Cornell, and he's especially interested in moral responsibility as well, but also law, religion, and free will. Giffen is also one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since elementary school as well. Giffen studied biology and economics at RPI, and now he works in human health research. And he's particularly interested in exploring political philosophy. With, uh, with all of that information, again, I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you get in contact with me or, or follow my work in any way that you deem reasonable to do. So with that, thank you for listening.